Have you been struggling in your relationship? There could be more to it than meets the eye. Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. For years, I was in a very toxic relationship, which I didn't recognize as abusive until the day I left. Let's take a look at the abusive patterns and behaviors to tear down the walls that could be holding you back from moving forward and living your best life even after abuse. Facing small fears can lead to big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. Today, we're going to be driving deep into a crucial and often misunderstood aspect of narcissistic abuse. This is what they use as their last resort, the manipulation tactic of using threats of suicide or harm to keep you trapped in the cycle of abuse. I'm going to explore the effective strategies for breaking free from this toxic dynamics. By focusing on the use of suicide and self-harm as their last resort, this is going to make you feel guilty and it will keep you from being able to leave them. I will talk about some psychological strategies behind these manipulative strategies and offer you some insight into some actions that you can take to ensure your safety while extending assistance to the narcissist in your escape from their abusive grip. As you know, narcissistic personality disorder is often characterized by the self-centeredness, their lack of empathy, and the constant need for admiration. But within these types of relationships to narcissists, we frequently find ourselves involved in many manipulative tactics that they use over us to assert their control. One of the most alarming methods they use is the threats of suicide and self-harm as a means of trapping you within this relationship. This is a very intricate web of emotional manipulation woven by the narcissist. Focusing on their use of suicide and self-harm will induce the guilt and maintain their dominance over you. They will use messages like, if you leave me, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might hurt myself if you are not here. Or just a flat out straight to the gut, if you leave me, I will kill myself. Narcissists often excel at exploiting your vulnerabilities and your emotions. They take advantage of your sympathy. They take advantage of your empathy and compassion, and they use your own emotional agony to maintain this control. As the relationship deteriorates, you're going to be contemplating the leap to leave. You can finally, at some point, realize that this relationship is going downhill, and you're going to start to see the red flags, and it will lead you to want to abandon this type of relationship. But when this starts to happen, some of the narcissists resorts to these extreme measures making you feel like you're trapped. You will be getting thoughts like, if I leave, something's going to happen and then it'll be all my fault. If I leave, then he will be all alone and there's no way that I can help him. And you're going to be setting a trap for yourself because you're going to be putting into your mind that they can't be without you. And they need to guilt trip you into staying because they've already run out of options and they know that you're very close to abandoning them. They will use the subject of suicide and self-harm to trigger you into intense feelings of guilt, fear, and responsibility you would feel for them. When they make these threats or engage in any kind of self-destructive behavior, they believe they're forcing you into a position of you feeling helpless. And this is going to convince you that leaving will have its consequences. This manipulation exploits your natural desire to protect and care for them, and then ultimately leaving you feeling powerless. You're going to start putting things in a balance, him or me. Because you have to either think of them and say no to yourself or think of yourself and say no to them. 
Remember, when you're saying no to something, you're already saying yes to something else and vice versa. So you're choosing them over you, which is exactly what they were looking for you to do in the first place. The manipulation of suicide and self-harm will depend on several psychological mechanisms. First of all, they're going to cultivate a sense of dependency on you. They're going to break your self-esteem and your dependence. Secondly, they're going to create the cycle of intermittent reinforcement, changing between affection and manipulation. This is the good and the bad. The inconsistency will make you crave their approval, regardless of any harmful inflicted. This is when you're going to be craving for the kindness and the love when you're being abused. And then when you're feeling all this love and all this kindness and all this fake persona, you're going to be feeling good and you're thinking that you're going to be able to stay because things are not so bad anymore. You fall into the trap of saying, but they're not a bad person. They are a bad person. They're just a good actor. And this is how they create the trauma bonds that keep you trapped into the relationship. Thirdly, the narcissist will explore your sympathy and they will trick you into prioritizing their needs well beyond yours. If you find yourself in a situation where the narcissist is using these tactics, it's important that you remember that your safety will always come first. Stop putting them first. Your safety comes first. And here are some steps that you can take to protect yourself while still trying to help the narcissist. Number one, you have to prioritize yourself. Your safety and well-being should always be your top priority. If you feel like you're in any type of danger or you feel that you're being manipulated, consider seeking support from friends, family, or even the domestic violence hotline. Never assume that you can do this all by yourself and always seek support for your safety. And always have people know what's going on. Number two, boundaries. You need to start setting firm boundaries, and this will help protect you against his emotional manipulation because clear communication here is key. You must prioritize your own well-being. Third, safety planning. Victims should create a detailed plan for leaving. This would include securing a safe place to stay, financial independence, and legal advice if necessary. I created a resource that I believe will help you at least to get a head start, to get your ideas rolling and see what you need to do or even where to get started. It's called the Exit Strategy Guide. You can have access if you go to my website at RaquelColina.com. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can just click it and access it. This is going to help you start planning safely, but think outside of the box. This is not a one-size-fits-all. Everybody is different and every situation may vary. This is just so you can have a clear idea of where to go. If you have nothing to go with, it'll give you a head start. This will get you moving. So it's not a one size fits all. It's just an aid to help you and get you moving forward to your exit strategy. Number four, you have to maintain support networks. You need to cultivate strong networks of friends and family that will provide you emotional backing during this difficult process of leaving. And one thing that you have to know here, you will have support from people who don't understand what you're going through. So be careful because when you're going through this, you're going to need people that are definitely 100% on your side. Look for people that believe what's going on and for people that will be there for you no matter what. Those ride or dies, this is where you activate them. Number five, reach out to a professional. If you are generally concerned for their safety, it's important that you involve a mental health professional that is equipped to handle these types of situations. 
A therapist or counselor can provide support or intervention, but it might not necessarily be enough depending on the situation. Number six, focus on your well-being. Remember that you deserve to be in a healthy and happy relationship. You need to prioritize your own well-being and your mental health. I gave you a couple of strategies to break free from them. If you find yourself in this situation, these are the things that you have to do for yourself to keep yourself in a safe space, to keep you safe and keep you moving forward. Now, we're going to talk about the best ways to deal with these threats while still being able to leave. It's important that you keep a record of all the conversations. It doesn't matter what app they're using. Try to keep the conversation exactly where it's coming from. You can save copies, take pictures, and save them somewhere else, but try to keep the original conversations exactly where they started. If they threaten self-harm or suicide, take it seriously and encourage them to seek professional help, but don't let the threat manipulate you into staying in an unhealthy situation that you already know was unhealthy before this happened. If you allow this to happen, you're giving them permission to keep abusing you. And you will never be able to escape because you will always be afraid of what action they're going to take next, which is more than likely just a threat. But if you suspect anything different, you can involve professionals. And it is recommended that you involve professionals like mental health professionals or the crisis hotline. And they will tell you how to handle the situation in the best possible way. I am not an expert in this topic, so please refer this situation further to professionals that can lead you forward and know exactly what is going on. This is very important. This is crucial. This is key. Don't stay silent. Reach out to their family members and let them know what's going on. Talk to local facilities and let them know what it is that you're facing. Reach out to local authorities and let everyone know that this is going on. This is going to place the threat out of your hands because you're taking the steps to put the threat on someone else's hands. This could help instead of feeling the heavy weight on yourself and not knowing how to deal with such an extreme situation. You would just be passing the ball onto somebody who can actually deal with the issue. Family members should know so they can help you handle it. But if you need to keep moving forward with this information, get professionals, get authorities involved. Breaking free from this cycle of abuse is a very challenging journey, but it's crucial for your mental health and your emotional well-being to keep moving forward. Take the responsibility into your hands for your own safety, for your own preservation, for your own future. There's some strategies that you should consider if this is something that you're dealing with or you know somebody that's dealing with this. You have to educate yourself. First of all, understanding tactics of narcissistic abuse can empower you to recognize and resist the manipulation. There are many resources available out there, and one of them is this podcast. When I started the podcast, I was not sure which direction I was going, but around episode five, God gave me a clear message. The problem was that I didn't quite listen or quite got it till around episode 12 or 16, and that's when the path started getting clear and I started to dedicate the whole podcast on the topic of toxic, abusive, narcissistic relationships. So if you want to start somewhere, a good place to start would be episode 12 and then skip to episode 16 and work your way up. There's plenty of resources out there. There's a lot of books that can also help you, but it's important that you educate yourself the best way possible. That way you could learn about what's going on, how to deal with yourself, and how to deal with somebody else that is narcissistic. You can't do this alone. You need to build a support system. 
You need to surround yourself with friends, family, and professionals who understand your situation and can provide you with emotional support. You don't have to go through this alone. That's the reason why I created the Rising Strong Society, because it provides support and community that you may be lacking in your current circle. But it also brings the component like masterclasses, group coaching, mentoring, and the benefits of having someone lead the way towards healing from this abusive relationship. You need to focus on your healing. Start engaging in activities that bring you joy, like practicing self-care. Consider taking activities that keep you busy so you don't have time during the day to be thinking about the relationship, how sad you are, or how bad it feels, or any good memories that might creep in and make you feel like you didn't make the right decision. If you keep yourself busy and active, you're not going to be able to get into your own head. And believe me, that is not a good place for you to be at the moment in your life. You need to get out of your head. Working out, finding new hobbies, making new friends, fill your day with stuff. So when you get home, you go to sleep and then you wake up and then you start a busy day again. If there is one thing that can keep you stuck in a situation is thinking and overthinking. The busier you can make yourself, the better it will be for the days to come. Exercise is also a great way to handle the healing process as it serves as an antidepressant and an anti-anxiety. It's also a great place to let out your pain, your shame, your anger. These feelings definitely need to go somewhere and they will most likely be there and come up on a daily basis. I became obsessed with working out and that's where all my anger, my sadness, and anything that I felt at the moment went. And from my own experience, I can tell you that it was a great choice other than the fact that it made me look hot as heck. But that's another story. Remember, narcissists use these series of actions of suicide and self-harm to control and manipulate you into staying in the relationship. This shows how they can take advantage of your emotions in a harmful way. They will make you feel guilty, scared, and like you have to take care of them, which makes it hard to leave because we have big hearts. We care. If you're in a place where you're being hurt by a narcissist right now, it's important that you understand these tricky tactics they use and strategies and take steps towards staying safe. Finding a balance between taking care of yourself and being understanding can help you break free from the narcissist person's hold. This will also give you a chance to help others who are or might be trapped in this kind of cycle. As we wrap today's episodes, remember that you deserve a healthy, loving, and respectful relationship. Breaking free from this abusive cycle is a courageous step towards reclaiming your life and your happiness. If you or someone you know is struggling with healing after narcissistic abuse, please consider joining the Rising Strong Society. I will put the link in the show notes. Remember, there is hope. There is support. There is a brighter future ahead of you. Thank you for joining me and for tuning in to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina, and I'll be back with more empowering episodes to help you on your journey to recovery. Please remember to stay strong and Don't take forget care. to share this Love episode you. with a friend or a loved one that might need this information. This way you will help me reach more people like you. Also, sign up for the email list at RaquelColina.com forward slash email. Don't forget, facing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a blessed week.